What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71. And your auditory canals are tuned into Season 5, Episode 4 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. As usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. We got Dez, the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, man? Not much, everybody, but glad to be back talking about, you know, video games with all you fine, fine people. All right, all right. And this show would not be a show without Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? Not much, man. Feeling good. Doing great. Cool. cool, cool. So why don't we jump right into it and talk about what it is we've been playing of late. Uh, Des, why don't you kick things off for us and let us know what you've been playing. Sure, sure, sure. So uh, what I've been playing is uh, we played the Iceborne uh, DLC for Monster Hunter, and that got me... And especially Joe, uh, <clears throat> Jones, and for some Monster Hunter. So that's what we did. We started playing Monster Hunter again uh, in preparation for um, the Iceborne DLC. It was a lot of fun getting back yeah. into it. Joe and for I were sure. thinking about, you know, should we make new characters? And I kind of want to make a new character, but at the same time, I put over 140 hours on my other character, and I've beaten everything, and... You know, and I'm kind of like, I think I just want to pick up for where this is. And I spent about, you know, an hour and a half, almost two hours, deciding on trying to make a um, trying to make a new character. And I was just like, nah. So, so we, so Joe and I are basically trying to, you know, kind of get get our feet back, get our like Monster Hunter legs back under us because, uh, you know, as as Monster Hunter veterans that we are, <laughs> uh, it took a minute to get. Uh, to get used to the controls because because the controls are a bit different, you know where where everything is, and so I kept rolling when I was trying to attack, and I kept trying to use my 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 uh, uh, items when I shouldn't. It's just interesting stuff trying to get used to that kind of muscle memory, and and a lot of it is riding a bike when getting back into it. So so playing that ha- has been a lot of fun, and I'm and I'm uh, it's fun diving back into. Um, the various different content that has been updated since um, since beating it because I haven't played any of the extra stuff. Like I haven't played the gold monster, and I I, I stopped playing right when the Devil Joe uh, was introduced. So there is a, there is a lot of stuff that I can do to get to get ready for Iceborne. So that is primarily the the, the game that I've been playing uh, the most. Though I have downloaded. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2. I, I have them on my PS4. Um, and I'm kind of wanting to play that because I played them both back in the day and beat them both. Uh, and I'm trying to play them in order to get me uh, to whet my appetite for Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 because I think that I'm going to end up getting it. So I, I as, as a comic book fan and a comic book nerd and, and all that, I think I want to pick it up. Yeah, we're going to talk about a little bit because I know Alberto was asking online today on Twitter yeah. about uh, who was interested in picking it up. We're kind of going to talk about it in the uh, feedback section yeah. uh, of the show. So, yeah, I'm definitely that. looking forward to it. 
Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence. There is a trade promotion at GameStop for it, so um, if I'm able to make everything kind of match up on there and to be able to, you know, make the money and make the uh, trade credit kind of line up, it might be something I'll pick up right away. So, Well, that's a great segue into what you've been playing, Joe. What have you been playing, my friend? Uh, right now, mainly I've been playing Borderlands 2. I'm still in the DLC Shock and section. awe. I know you're fucking I know, into that I game. Know. You're into it. Um, actually, I'm taking, trying to take a step back. Uh, it's like I started to go into the um, true Vault Hunter mode, the, not the Ultimate Vault Hunter mode. And it's like I was saying, it's like, I don't want to do true Vault Hunter. I want to do Ultimate because I want to try to gain levels. It seems like uh, once I reach true Vault Hunter mode and once I reach the level cap, which was 50, it's just taken me a long time to even progress to 51. And it's like I missed the cadence of uh, gaining levels quicker on it and it seemed like the uh, game i was playing was like you know i wouldn't say super hard but a little bit more difficult than normally uh playing the game and when i come to think of it it's like i started to try to play through the main campaign again to try to beat the game so i could open up ultimate vault hunter mode and i'm thinking to myself you know a couple days after doing this it's like you know i'm just trying to open up a new difficulty in this game i am just wanting to finish the content and be ready for borderlands 3 so i am Definitely going to give up my ultimate Vault Hunter glory uh, run on there. I'm going to try to play as much as the DLC I can. I might even dial it back down to normal difficulty so I could enjoy the content, even though it's obviously going to be like a piece of cake with the level. I think it's level 30 or 35. I'm level 50, so, I mean, it's going to make it super easy, but it's better than grinding in a game that, you know, i got plenty of other stuff to play, so... It just it makes sense on there. So I definitely am just kind of took a step back and started looking how I've been allocating my gaming time a bit. Um, Monster Hunter World, like you stated, you know, we did get a chance to play multiplayer, kind of playing off the whole Iceborne hype on there. You know, I enjoyed our multiplayer uh, run. I did enjoy actually creating a new character and uh, starting from scratch. So I have decided that... Uh, I'm going to continue my character on PS4, and then I'm going to do like a uh, new character on the Xbox One. Shock and awe, <laughs> or you were uh, insane. To... You were insane, my friend. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Why not? It's free on Games Pass. It's not like I have to go out and buy the game. It's it's in my library anyway. So, and I know uh, one Mr. Chris Lefty Brown was interested in checking out the game. So, whether he actually joins me or not, or um, I know even on Gamer Husbands, you know, Dragon was mentioned about checking it out as well. You know, Kevin, uh-huh. do you think Dragon will, uh-huh. will so, like? So it's so, I, so it's the other podcast that's got you tripping and going over to Xbox. I see how it is. No, I want to. Ex- <laughs> I want to extract the uh, value be, of the jealous. Games Pass Ultimate. I know you're. I'm not jealous. Joke. I know you're not. Don't be jealous. I have I have oceanfront property in Arizona to sell you for super cheap. If either one of them join you in the Monster <laughs> Hunter World game, yeah. you, 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 you better Xbox. off just you better off just making a new character in in PS4 and playing with me and Kev. <laughs> just serious. Serious. Uh, well, I, well, shout we'll out see. to Dragon and Lefty, nothing but love, y'all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's messing with it. Go check him out over at Gamer Husbands. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's pretty much mo- all of what I've been playing. I haven't really been playing my uh, main cabinet, my little baby cabinet 
as much, but, uh, you know, Nick keeps up, you know, sending me text messages of like how I could like, you know, put new art on the side and uh, put a lighted panel on the top. So he's still <laughs> angling to just make my arcade one up, like, you know, seem like the, the best little mini arcade cabinet of all effing time on there. So whether I decide to invest in that, uh, I think I'd just rather play my games. <laughs> Were you going to invest in again, Joe? Uh, a lighted uh, panel, uh, basically like a marquee on my arcade one-up. And there's like sure. some easy way to do that and other little tweaks to add like a different side art and that kind of thing. So, well, Do it up, buddy. You know it. But yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing the last couple of weeks. I've been meaning to check out Judgment. I purchased that in Samurai Showdown, and I haven't taken the time to do it. So I'll look forward to talking about that next show. Yeah, I've been looking to. So, I've been looking to pick up Just Justice uh, Judgment too, as well. Yeah. All right, well, Kev, what you've been playing? Okay, well, I'll start things off and talk about what I haven't been playing. Uh, I haven't been playing Destiny two, and uh, I my hunter is hanging up his boots he's hanging up his uh uh <clears throat> i forgot his his frosty ease <laughs> it's his frosties his frosties uh, and his cloak yeah his frosties and his cloak are, are hang are being hung up uh, at least for the time being because this season of opulence it's not very opulent in the fun factor for me for me at least um the the menagerie is just a pain in the butt. I was hoping that it was going to be more like the prison of elders, and it is anything but that. It is a closed, it's, a, it's an arena-based series of arenas kind of linked together through hallways and whatnot, and you know, that you can't get lost going through it. You just follow the, the on-screen icon, and you get to one arena, and it's a small space, and you're fighting 750 or higher enemies in each space, and you're trying to clear the room by completing some fairly simple objectives in each arena. Um, and I think how quickly you complete each space determines the kind of gear that you get. Now, it would almost be okay to go ahead and do that if it weren't for the fact that the chalice which you need to activate before you do the menagerie you could do the menagerie without having an, a, a chalice chalice buffs active uh, which is what allows you to get your gear and your uh, weapons from uh, from this new DLC but the problem is is that your Buffs are powered by what they call Imperials. And Imperials are a pain in the butt to get. They drop, they at least the last time I played, they drop fairly randomly. You can complete certain um, uh, triumphs in the Menagerie uh, to get 500 or 600 uh, Imperials at a time if you complete these, uh, these tasks. It, it, it is a grind, a grind and a half. It is almost like grinding for the broadsword. When I tried, when I when I got that crazy idea to try and farm for that uh, uh, crucible pulse rifle, 
everything, every event can drop Imperials. Some events drop them more often than others, but overall, you're getting, you know, 50, 100 Imperials at a time and not after completing any task. The, the Imperials grind is just a pain in the butt because you're just, you know, again, you're doing the same stuff over again, but it's just not... It's not fun, and it, and the grind would be better if the actual menagerie was fun, and, and the, the menagerie just isn't fun for me. So, uh, the next DLC, what is that called, where you go to the moon, uh, dark night, whatever they call that, where you're where you're shadow going. keep, shadow keep, yeah. I knew it was something something having to do with darkness or shadow, something like that. Uh, Shadow Keep is not a guaranteed buy for me. I need to see what exactly really? oh, wow. the con- yeah the content Why? is going to be because huh. I was I was ho- I was thinking Menagerie was going to be dope, and it has not been interesting for me at all. So uh, Shadow Keep is in a holding pattern. I'll see what happens come November, uh, but if I don't like what I see, I'm I'm hanging up the cloak and the boots until Destiny 3. Um, As for what I've actually been playing, uh, I completed Fist of the North Star, uh, Lost Paradise. I saw that. Uh, Congratulations. I saw your tweet about that. That's cool. Yeah, that was... That game is a lot of fun. Uh, As I said in my tweet, it's not without its flaws. The game... The worst thing about that game is its upgrade system. The upgrade system... Is and I have a feeling that if I went to the PlayStation Store and did a search for Fist of the North Star, I would find all kinds of upgrade orb packages because you have like four or five different orbs that you need to get to upgrade uh, Kenshiro's abilities, which is the dumbest thing in the world. You have to have star orbs and body orbs and mind orbs and and agility orbs and it, it it's uh this thing this thing had uh 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 get you, get get your get your boxes written all over it and you can never completely get a an ability because each ability needs two or three different orbs in order to fully activate and it's kind of a pain in the butt so with that in mind, um, the game also, the mechanics are not as precise, really, uh, as you would like them to be, particularly when fighting the bosses. Uh, bosses are super cheap. I mean, like, like super, super cheap. <laughs> like, I'm going to block your most powerful move because I can do that. <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh! And it's even dudes that it even does that with dudes that uh, Kenshiro handily beat in the anime. Uh, so it, it's like, uh, come on, y'all, we we can do better than that. And the game doesn't exactly give you the best tools to handle every situation that you're in. Um, their the dodge mechanics are kind of sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Uh, but what this game truly does excel at is 
putting you in the midst of that fist universe, of fist to the North Stars universe. You're punching people in the face. Their heads are exploding. Body parts are exploding. Uh, you have certain counters that you can do where you will hit the pressure points in somebody's arm and their whole arm will explode and then they'll just spin off and you know cursing cursing you to the heavens as they <laughs> erupt in this in these in blood and giblets and it is it is so fist that yeah, that's really glorious. the only thing it is, it is cool <laughs> that is really the only thing you can say about it so even with all its flaws the game is a lot of fun um i would recommend folks checking it out um, I don't even know. I don't. It's a long game, and the story does not follow any of the. It, well, I haven't read the manga, uh, but it doesn't follow either the movie or the uh, the series at all. It's an original story uh, developed uh, for this game, and it's pretty good. It's pretty good. You know, it it is a is a fist of the North Star storyline. <laughs> and if you're familiar with the IP, you know what that means. So, uh, been having a lot of fun with that. And other than that, um, the only other thing that I'm going to do is now that Destiny is not taking up my time. Well, I also joined you guys in uh, Monster Hunter World, playing the the uh, uh, Iceborne demo and jumping back into the uh, the actual game a little bit. Uh, trying to get my Monster Hunter sea legs or land legs or wh whatever you call it. <laughs> I forgot how to do everything. Your monster legs. Yeah, I forgot how to do everything. So that's going to be fun, jumping back into that game. But I am going to address the biggest crime against my backlog that I have. And that is I'm going to start Horizon Zero Dawn. Now, I actually started the game... Uh, when when the when it first came out, I didn't get very far because I got sidetracked by Destiny 2. Uh, now that <laughs> that has been put to bed, uh, I am going to be going back and uh, jumping full force into Aloy's adventure. I traded in my original copy and got the deluxe edition, which has the uh, the, win the winter realms. I forget what they call it. Outer Wilds. The Outer Wilds, yeah. It's got the Outer Wilds all on the same disc, so I'll be enjoying all that content as well. So finally be able to address that, uh, that, o that, that oversight in my backlog. Uh, that, and I'm, I'm actually jumping back into Sekiro. And the last thing I'm going to mention is that I have actually been turning on my Xbox One, and I have been playing Ninja Gaiden, uh, Ninja Gaiden Black specifically, and been enjoying that. Uh, Ninja Gaiden is my favorite beat-em-up series uh, ever. Uh, the first two were really good, third one not so much, even the... Uh, uh, Razor's Edge, where they tried to make up for their lack of uh, uh, dismemberment. <laughs> it still couldn't cover up the shoddy gameplay mechanics and the the horrible, horrible direction they took. Uh, Team Ninja took that series with three, um, but I've been enjoying it, and um, I'm getting ready to again? start Ninja Gaiden Black. Oh yeah, I remember you, you were talking about that last time, and yeah. how how it could have been a lot better. <laughs> Um, 
Ninja Gaiden Black has its problems. And they, they, now that we've, we're in this modern age of platforming and uh, cameras, camera positioning, uh, that game does have a lot of weaknesses. Uh, I see that now, now that I've come nearly to the end. Um, the last three boss fights, you have to really have prepared for them because they're kind of on the super cheap side. Uh, and I, I see that now. I didn't see that before. I had I had my uh, 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 my team ninja blinders on <laughs> when I was initially playing it, but the the last three boss battles are kind of on the cheap side. Um, and uh, I'm going to be jumping into two as well uh, in, the, in the coming days. So. But that has been what I have been playing uh, over the past couple of weeks. So no Rage 2 in your mix? Or? Um, I keep getting ready to jump into Rage 2, but something always pulls me away from it. I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to hold on to it at least, for, at least for, a, for a while. I've got some other games that are on my backlog. Like I still haven't finished uh, Devil, Devil May Cry 5 yet. That's a that's a crime against my backlog as well. Still haven't finished Sekiro. Uh, that's also a crime against my backlog. So. No, people get busy, you know. Yeah, yeah, we do, we do, we do. Adulting is hard. Ugh, it is. <laughs> so, uh, well, that's what we've been up to in our what we've been playing over the past couple of weeks since our last show. Uh, but hey, we got some feedback. And uh, Trader Joe, I'll let you take this away because I don't have access to it. That's okay. Yeah, this is our best online. I forgot the name of it in the outline. So, yeah, it's traditionally been known as the Vessel Line. And so uh, this comes from an old roommate of mine, an old friend of mine, John Burkholder Travis, on here. So his uh, um, question is... After listening to a few episodes of your podcast, I'm confused by one thing. What's the negative bias towards digital purchases? Seems like you guys have a bias towards physical games. But when it comes to PC games, no one blinks when it comes to buying games on Steam. So that is his question to all of us. And uh, I kind of responded to him uh, over instant message when he sent me this on there. I just want to kind of throw add it to the episode just to get you guys' take as well as, you know, to articulate mine as well. Um, For me, I like trading in my games. I like having some sort of control over my purchases. And so I'm able to, you know, with the virtual shuffling and be able to barter if need be, if uh, one, I don't care for a game or two, if I'm able to, you know, make a small profit by buying a game for a set price at one retailer and trading it in, uh, for double my trade-in price at another <laughs> retailer, so on that. So that's why I kind of like physical games. I like the collect collectible aspect of it. It's kind of I grew up collecting comics when I was a kid, and and definitely there is a difference between owning a comic book and having a tablet with comic books loaded onto it on there, and especially with music and just the way I grew up. You know, having vinyl, having CDs, you know, just having something physical. I know I've given up in, you know, my adult life, you know, 
some of the conveniences. You know, it's like I wouldn't buy a DVD or Blu-ray to save my life anymore <laughs> on that. But uh, um, it just seems like with games, uh, I am just dragging my heels about uh, going digital. Now, if it's a platform like Xbox, I don't care about buying physical because I have Games Pass and I'll be able to dive into what I want to play. Same thing with Steam. I do own some physical PC games still. And if there is an option available and there's something I really like and want to collect, that'd be one thing. But I don't blink an eye and downloading a Steam game or purchasing licenses on that platform. So so I'm pretty sure, you know, 20 years from now, I don't know if physical games will be made at that point in time. But when they're not made, I'll be... Uh, kind of a sad panda as well about it but you know i'll probably love the convenience as others probably already experience at the moment so any thoughts from you guys uh you start kev okay well i'm from the old school like in television coleco vision that's where that's where i started console gaming uh technically you could say the the, the pong era era as well but uh, that time, like that night, those mid to late 1970s, where uh, in games were on cartridges, and you could you didn't have to buy a new system in order to play a new game. I've always treated that as kind of like how some people who are into books, uh, who collect books, you know, I like looking up my shelf and seeing what I own what I've purchased. So that is why I am not a fan of digital media. And a lot of it is has to do with the same things that you mentioned too, as well, Joe. Uh, I've mentioned that, you know, I picked up uh, uh, Doom, uh, 2016 Doom, and uh, played it for a while, got bored with it. Can't do anything with it because I purchased it on Steam. It's, so it's mine to keep, whether I like it or not. Um, and, you know, PC is kind of, at least in my opinion, um, piracy killed physical media on PC. It was probably going to die a quick death anyway with advancements in computer technology, the Internet, and uh, uh, everything that we enjoy in a modern world now. But piracy... It, it, Piracy definitely made the, the physical media on PC an, an even quicker death. I mean, I can remember going to computer camp, uh, and there's always two or three dudes in the Apple IIe computer lab who had every freaking game known to man who would just, not even for even any money, would just put them put all the games, that you any game that you wanted on a floppy and just say, hey, there you go. <laughs> Knock yourself out. So, you know, piracy has been an issue on PC for a long time. And again, I just like owning my stuff. I still buy I still buy Blu-ray movies. I mean, I don't I don't buy movies on the regular. You know, I mostly kind of wait and hold out until Black Friday and whatnot, but I like the idea of having my content. Uh I do have digital games, but it's usually games that I can't buy any uh, on my consoles. But it's usually because I can't get them physically. Uh, you know, 
that's just that that's just the era of the the I'm from that old school and I'm I'm sticking to it <laughs> for as long as I can. So what about you, Des? What's your opinion on physical versus digital media ownership in games? Uh, for me, it's just I'm not a PC gamer, so it doesn't really appeal to me. I've tried to be a PC gamer, but I just I just have not. Like if people want to go to and do that, that's fine. Totally up to them. You know, enjoy. You know, enjoy your life. It's just I just don't you know want to do that. And I do think that there is a bit of um um. There's a bit of a control issue as well because of having, you know, um, you know, having digital media and, and not having to, you know, purchase. And maybe not control is not the right word. Maybe it's just kind of like, you know, it's just like you, you, you don't have, like you were saying, Kev, you don't have it up on your shelf. You know, it doesn't really feel like it's yours to own, you know, even though it is. Um, I don't know. It's just I I think your your comment about being old school and you know kind of resonates for for a lot of us. You know, it's just this is uh, digital media just doesn't just doesn't appeal to me. You know, I I'm an old school com comic reader and you know having a, like Joe was saying as well, it's just having having the physical media able to look up. I'm looking up at my 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 game library right now and it's just like you know I don't I don't I don't have that on my on my computer. You know, and then. You know, having to turn on my computer and then, you know, and I know that these games can be, can be, uh, you can use a controller with them and they have controller support and all this other stuff. It's just, I just haven't made the transition and I don't know if I ever will make the transition to, to, to a digital, <coughs> excuse me, to a digital only, you know, um, platform. I, I just don't think it, it, it just doesn't appeal to me. You know, now, now the, the, what did he say? The, what is it? What did he say, uh, Joe, the animosity or, or the negativity? Um, I think it's more so because, because we're possibly grumpy old men. I don't know. <laughs> Negative bias. Negative bias. Mm. It was definitely a bias. You know, everyone is biased against something. So, uh, for, for me, I can only speak for myself. It mainly just comes because I, I just don't, it doesn't appeal to me. You know, if someone wants to go ahead and do it, that's fine. You know, uh, I do think there's a there's there when it comes to streaming media, that's that's kind of, you know, a, a weird. That's my, yeah, yeah, that's kind of a weird <laughs> futuristic thing that I'm like, you know, uh, that's a little bit. That's probably where I was talking about the whole control issue thing, uh, you know, controlling what you own and stuff like that. You know, whereas buying digital media is not the same um, to an extent, I'm assuming. But um, I personally just don't see it like I, I don't it doesn't appeal to me. Um, I don't think it ever will. I've tried, you know, very hard. I'm looking at Joe's computer that he let me borrow, and I don't know, it seems like it's a lot of hassle. It's just, just you plug in your you plug in your console and you go. You know, it's just <laughs> you know dealing with a computer and trying to make all that shit work just doesn't appeal to me. I'm trying to have to debug stuff, and oh my god, it's not working. This 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 um this update isn't working, or or oh my god, I need to update my RAM now, or something. I don't, I don't need to do all that. Just just give me my console, give me my disc, throw it in there, boom, I'm playing. You know, I don't, well, I, I just don't have the patience for it. You know, I, you know, so so again, if you are a devoted PC, you know, gamer, digital, you know, uh, purchaser, good on you, live your best life. You know, but it, for me, this doesn't appeal to me. And that's all. 
All right. And we did have another, uh, I mentioned before, Al, our friend Al Burko goes uh, by the Twitter handle Old Burko, O-L-D-B-R-K-O, mentioned on Twitter today. So next week, anyone getting this on day one or just uh, wait till a price drop slash sale? This is in reference to Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 for the Switch on that so i did reply on twitter and pretty much what i said is just what i talked about <laughs> a few minutes ago that it just depends if i'm able to finagle a, a decent trade to be able to buy it it is 60 bucks day one though so it's kind of like mm, yeah you know you spend 60 bucks on less buddy come on now <laughs> oh i know <laughs> i know so don't don't yeah. even go there gotcha so but how about you kevin is all marvel ultimate alliance 3 uh calling your name not really. Um, it it really doesn't. I don't know. It it, it kind of has that that um, MMORPG look to it. You know, like where where you know people that play Warcraft, you know, are clicking, 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 and until stuff's hit points run out and stuff just kind of falls over. It's a Tecmo Koei joint, so it's not Tecmo Koei like Omega Force, but it is a Tecmo yeah. Koei joint. Yeah, so. and it's it's not Activision anymore, which is great. So, yeah, yeah. So I I may I may wait till I see some 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 more gameplay, see how things look. But as of right now, I don't have any plans to buy the game. I know Al did after I responded in Desmond response said he might wait for a price drop on it, but. Uh, it's good just to talk about, you know, what we look at in a new game and as far as its value and, you know, if it's worth our, you know, cash dollar dollar, <laughs> as you could, you could say so. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, if, well, oh, if, sorry, there, if there was a way to Redbox Switch games, because I know Redbox does have limited um, rollout of Switch rentals, that that might be something or maybe possibly from a library of some sort, if you do have a library in your area that actually has games uh, to check out. So, okay. I mean, I haven't decided if I'm going to buy it day one. I responded as well and saying that I, I might be again. I mean, I'm going to play, I'm going to play the, uh, the first two again, just, you know, just to play them because I really enjoyed them. So I, and it's weird because for a long time I wanted another, a, um, I wanted another one, and so now like I'm getting one. It's like, well, you know, I got it. Let's see what's up. <laughs> so you know, uh, my prayers were answered, and so now I'm like, okay, you know, let's let's see how it is. Will I buy it first um, day one? Uh, I don't know. I haven't bought a I haven't bought a, a a Switch game in a very long time. So part of me is just like, yeah, do it. You know, It'll give me a reason to turn on my Switch. <laughs> Absolutely. So, well, a uh, special shout out to Alberto and your former roommate Joe for sending in that uh, feedback to us. Yeah, thanks, John. So, uh, we're going to jump into some headlines, uh, get get some industry news updates to our listeners. So, Joe, you want to kick that off for us? Okay. Well, we do have a couple main event stories to kind of talk about uh one thing kevin i don't know if you had a chance to uh, check it out earlier today but nintendo has confirmed as we talked about uh, but in previous episodes is rumors uh that they have confirmed a portable only switch light for september 
on there. So on September 20th, you were able to go down to your local Walmart, Best Buy, be able to purchase um, turquoise, uh, gray, or yellow uh, switch light on there. Difference between the two systems it is taking a 6.2-inch screen on the switch. It is 5.5 inches on the switch light on there. Same resolution on there. Um, also... No Joy-Cons, no separate Joy-Cons, so it's all one unit. Kind of looks like a, uh, a bigger Vita, if you can imagine that, on there. Um, instead of the um, Joy-Con you know, cross-button style, it actually they decided to go down to a uh, D-pad, uh, all uh, like if it was on a 3DS on there. And um, only it plays every game that is on the Switch that supports portable mode. It is not going to be able to dock to a TV, so you can't, like, say, come home and and hook it up to a TV and play on your TV if need be. It's portable only on that, so, and it is real on there, so, I mean, pretty much, uh, also, they're promising about 30, 20 to 30% more battery life than the original system on that, and um, it still supports a USB-C port on the underside for charging on there. Um, if you have a Joy-Con game that requires you having Joy-Cons, then you will have to buy separate Joy-Cons to be able to play said games like 1-2-Switch, Super Mario Party, and Nintendo Labo on there if you happen to want to play those games on this particular system. Not the Labo! Not, not the, the Labo! Not the Labo! Yeah, there the is no the kick, Labo. There's no kickstand with this bad boy either, so you cannot prop it up on there like the uh, switch proper on that so so but uh, what they're going to do also too switch owners who buy a switch light as a secondary system will be able to easily share digital purchases across both units on there there's going to be a system update in september that will allow non-primary consoles to log into the same nintendo eShop account but the secondary system must have an active internet connection to play downloaded games, so it has to verify that you um, are signing on. Uh, kind of like how a PlayStation 4 and Xbox kind of operates on that. So, and so, uh, also there is a um, Pokemon Sword and Shield version of the system that will be out on November 8th. And, of course, the game does not come packaged in <laughs> with the system on there. You do have to purchase the um, game separately on that. So so my opinions on it, uh, just to kind of talk about, I know I talked about on the show in the past that I wanted a more portable Switch. Uh, my biggest thing uh, for it is just, it's just kind of a bummer that it will not dock or will not connect to a TV on there, I thought that they would be able to at least uh, have some sort of ability to be able to, you know, hook it up to an HDMI port of some sort and have a video out on this thing. So it's just, you know, why? I, I do want, I do want a portable switch, but at the same time, I already have a portable switch. But, I have but, the system my own. So yeah, it's well, like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to to make something that would compete with the with the switch. No, this is for 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 people who wanna who wanna do it on the go who don't want to. You know who don't want who don't dock, need a dock. Dock with a TV. Yeah, they, you know it, it's for a specific. I think it's for a specific you know person. You know, yeah. I think it's for a specific person. That's 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 who it's for. 
Yeah. Uh, if I decide to go with this, I might just decide to sell my Switch proper and just go with this on there and forego playing Switch on TV. But I don't know about that business. So I'll have to really think about that. So. so I only have one question. What about your 3DS library? Nothing about the 3DS. It is a Nintendo Switch. It <laughs> just plays Switch no, games. No, but so. I mean, is so there's no adapter that you can put your 3ds nope. carts in nope that's nope. that's a, that's that's they um that's doug, kind of a fail doug bowser did go on and make a statement today that they are still looking to support the 3ds uh, as did see on twitter and there was a quote from um president of a nintendo of america doug bowser quite an appropriate name <laughs> talking about 3ds support <laughs> on there so they are uh, keeping both systems separate you're not going to get some uber portable system that has 3ds because they would have to have come up with a solution to have a, some sort of clamshell design for them to support the 3ds at the same time and obviously with this thing is looking like a vita <laughs> yeah it's, it's a just a straight unit with one screen uh, you are not going to see that. Um, they said that the Switch Lite's not replacing 3DS, so it will support it if there is demand on their quote-unquote. So. so support it if there is demand, meaning that they could have made this thing compatible with your 3DS library, but they decided not to. Yeah, they were, they're still, support, so they're still intending on supporting their 3DS family system as long as there's demand. I don't think there's demand. It's been pretty much dead at retail in the last few games. Of just, it's, yeah. Well, it's I mean, it's I mean everybody and their grandmother has a 3DS. I mean, even I yeah. have one, and I had very little to no interest in the DS. And I mean, the only thing I got it for was was the Super Dodgeball, <laughs> and maybe a couple other games. But everybody and their grandmother has a has a Nintendo Portable. And I'm wondering about all that. How many people have like just a large collection of those 3DS games? And with the introduction of this new console, it would have been pretty cool if and and not every 3DS game utilizes that dual screen, you know, in gameplay. I mean, a lot of some of it is. Like they'll show you some art or some type of you know moving animation, you know, depending on what the game is. But it just kind of seems like there was a missed opportunity, in my opinion, to really bring the Switch light and truly make it it the new Nintendo portable. You know, by bringing by allowing you to bring your your 3DS cart library along with it, but. You know, I, I'm perfectly happy with my, with with my uh, dockable switch. I I really haven't been playing. I don't in my job. I don't have really time to play, <laughs> even during my break. So, uh, a portable system of any type really isn't filling a need right now. So. I know my little nephew's gonna want one. I know that. He's definitely gonna be. He's definitely about that because he takes his he takes his uh, regular switch everywhere he goes. So uh, now I'm gonna continue have, to take my to my 3ds with me to work. You know, if I want to play. 
And I still got a nice little library of games on the 3DS to still go through. So it doesn't necessarily mean the 3DS is necessarily dead. <laughs> you know, it just depends if people are getting use out of it, of course. So. Okay. How about you, Desmond? Mm, I like that Pokemon version they have. Did you, did you see that Pokemon limited edition one they had? Yes, I did, sir. It was cool. I don't like the colors. The colors are nasty. Oof. Yeah, they're kind of. I like the yellow, but I wish the yellow. That piss yellow, yellow, no. It's like it's like it's like like cheddar cheese, dude. No, no, no. If it was a if if it was a darker yellow with some black accents, yes. (laughs) So no, it does not look good at all, buddy. Sorry, I'm just not a fan. Sorry, not a fan. Okay. Well, listeners, let us know what you think. Um, If you like the Switch Lite, if maybe you've been holding back on the Switch. You know, something that uh, you know maybe you're thinking about picking up. It's two hundred bucks. It's hundred dollars cheaper, I think. If you're comparing the two, I would say get the full full Monte and just get the Switch with the dock and the TV capability. I think you know within the extra the hundred bucks, it's it's well worth it. I think so. All right, and we have another news story kind of tied into the main event as far as. Uh, a more possible small boxes coming out on here. So rumor is that Microsoft, you know, after we talked last episode about that, they are not going to make two separate versions of the uh, project Scarlet. Uh, they are only going to do the Anaconda version, the uh, super the greatest version of the console. Uh, there is some rumors with Project X Cloud that they might be making a $60 mini Xbox for X Cloud game streaming on there. So, uh, rumor from Thorot.com, Brad Sams, um, pretty much have talked about it, and uh, sometimes he is spot on as far as uh, getting some Microsoft rumors out there on there and uh, what they stated basically in their article and also in the YouTube video is that the box is going to cost about $60 and a potential about another 15 to $20 for a controller along with the package on there. What you will get is a small mini Xbox style device that connects to a controller to X cloud and streams games. He says that the device is intended to be a low power, low latency device as minimal computing power. He explains that this is the only computing the device itself will do since moving the player character in virtuous space, since this is the aspect of games that's most prone to be affected by latency on there. And it says, he goes on to say that it's not a certainty that Microsoft will be shipping this device just yet, but it's something that they're looking possibly to compete with the Google Stadia on that. So, so and... In his opinion, it provides a nice middle ground between the full price of a standalone console and the third-party device requirements of xCloud just by itself. On there, meaning that you know you have to own an Android phone, you have to own a tablet, you have to own something along with a controller to hook up to said Android tablet. So, um, I think it's something that they're trying to angle just in case the lowest cost solution hook it up to a TV and go go go. That was the thing they showed. Thing. That was the thing they showed at E3, right? No, this is something new. They were just talking about XCloud capability with the mm-hmm. current Xbox consoles, meaning that you're able to 
uh, take it on the go on your Android device, on your mobile devices. Uh, that's what they're work, working towards right now, but they're talking about, at least at the introductory of the service, to be able to offer some sort of uh, way to be able to pl- play from your Xbox versus you know playing from an Xbox in the cloud on their AKA remote play, what the PS4 had back in 2014. So that's being uh, test run at the end of this year. So, oh, yeah. So I love that Microsoft's still trying to compete with Google. You know, I think we talked about on the show to death, bludgeoned it <laughs> as far as how we feel about streaming. Um, I'm, you know, out of the three of us, I, I know I've used the Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey beta. And I don't mind it, but at the same time, it's, you know, if it was my only way to play Xbox games, like say if Xbox wasn't cross-compatible with PC and Windows, it might be something I would look into because, like I said before, I I just want to dabble in Xbox exclusives. I don't really care about, at least from what I've seen so far, as far as owning uh, the next Xbox just yet on there, so... So I have a capable PC. I should be able to play all my Xbox content on that on there until I see, you know, if uh, the Xbox team comes up with some exclusives that really just I have to own a new Project Scarlet Xbox for. So, yeah, um, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I it kind of makes me wonder why they made the the all digital. Uh, the I Xbox think they all... all digital. I mean, I, I understand they said it's minimal computing power, but you know, we all thought that that Xbox One S, the sad, was not going to be two hundred and fifty dollars. Well, it's just an Xbox One S without a disc drive, basically. Yeah, I know, so... but we 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 all thought that it was going to come in at substantially lower, yeah. and and it didn't. So yeah. Uh, I kind of wonder why not just, you know, slap a a USB 3.0 port on the back of this, you know, let you download your content through an external drive, and there's your there's your answer to Stadia. Mm, I don't think they want you to have the capability of running your content on a disk drive. They don't have any computing power on this device on here. It's not like a dedicated console, so. I mean, Unless it wouldn't that, cost that much to throw it into the box. I mean, if they're charging two hundred and fifty dollars for that sad, yeah. uh, they could they could there's there's enough price leeway in that spectrum, especially when we're when we're looking at just about everybody saying that these new consoles are going to be five hundred dollars minimum. Yeah. Mm. So they could bring this thing in at a hundred. I mean, hell. Apple is charging two hundred dollars for their Apple their four K TV box. You can you know. Oh, that's Apple for you, man. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's, <laughs> but I mean, it's like overcharging for simple technology is not it, it is not something that's never been done by these multi billion dollar tech companies, right? So, my whole thing is that you know just just slap a, a USB three port on the back of this, let you download your your X Cloud games. Uh, your digital content have a backup for it, where you actually, you know, at least have some uh, uh, a greater facade of of content ownership. And if you can bring this thing to market for, you know, 120, 130 bucks, you know, why not just do that? You know, why, you know, unless they just had all these, you know, 
Xbox One shells just sitting around that had to be <laughs> they had to get out of the out of the warehouse somewhere. Uh, but you know, I don't know. It's it's. Uh, I think the premise of the idea is good, but um, they could they you know I I just think it needs a USB port on there, and then they've got a real. Uh, answer to to the Stadia's uh, snake, one hundred percent pure snake oil. <laughs> Any opinions, Desmond? No, no. I mean, we already talked about about a lot of it, and you know, that's just this is sort of where the um, where the future is going. But I'm just not really kind of it's not really kind of there yet, you know. So for sure. You know, there's, uh, there's peeps out there out in the, out in a lesser uh, urban areas. I mean, they could tell you about their uh, internet <laughs> as far as speed and capability out in the boonies. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, our friend Jason, Surgeon Fire, you could probably tell us, dude, about as far as streaming games. You know, I don't think that's something to where. I know people that live in more rural areas, you know, until the United States, you know, basically looks at the Internet as a utility of some sort and to be able to fund high speed Internet from coast to coast. It's just it's not going to happen. So Agreed. I just, you know, I don't own an like, is it for is it only Android or can we do it for Xbox or for Apple or because like. No, no, the xCloud is going to be um, rolled out for other platforms. This is just a dedicated, like, set-top box, kind of like a um, Chromecast or a oh, Google Fire Stick. Eh, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just something that Microsoft will probably plug and add some TV capability, of course, with it. You know, your usual YouTube, Hulu, and also throw an xCloud in there as an additional uh thing to go this is the type of device it's not going to be a console it's not going to have any sort of computing power it's just basically going to be a box. small little box just like all the other devices that are out there in the marketplace with x cloud capability added onto the top basically so it seems unnecessary yeah just put it on a roku if you're going to do that that way you don't even have to bring a product to market they want to bring it out to market and say, oh, play your games on this. Let's sell, sell, sell. You know, sell the subscriptions, basically. So, I know about yeah. all that. <laughs> you know, and if there's enough compelling content that is not on the PC, <laughs> oh, I might buy one versus buying uh, Project Scarlet. But, you know, we'll, we'll see if that happens. <laughs> we already know that they're not interested in giving the Xbox any exclusive content. Every, everything that they've got is coming out on PC. So, Which I don't mind at They're, all. Okay, Bring it down. <laughs> they are gone. So we'll see. All right. So that concludes our main event. I do have some other news to go over. Uh, so let me go and get started right now. All right, so I got some other news. You know, even though summer's kind of thin as far as news, there is some traction about certain games getting announced and release dates and so on and so forth. So, uh, Codemasters has delayed Grid, and we talked about this before from its previously announced September 10th date uh, to October 11th. The Ultimate Edition will include three days early access on October the 8th on there. So. Uh, Grid is going to capture every moment of the race from the adrenaline rush of lights out to the elation of the checkered flag. 
on there. It's going to feature 70 of the most iconic cars ever raced, including touring stock tuner and GT cars on there, uh, 12 incredible racing locations, and to be able to create your own story with your own career path on there with some showdown events on there. And I threw this in the outline because I know, Mr. Kevin, this is one of your most anticipated for the year. On that, uh, you know, tell us as far as your anticipation for this game. Oh, it's a day one buy. Uh, Grid is the best arc is the best racing series that's not pure arcade out there. Uh, it's better than Horizon. Forza Horizon. It's better than uh, what was that other one that EA did? Um, it's not a true sim, so it doesn't. It doesn't fit in with the um, Gran Turismo and Forza Motorsport. Okay. But it is that perfect blend of sim and arcade as far as the controls go. I, I've never played a racing series that had that type, that, that level of control. Um, Drive Club came close. But Drive Club in the end did not, even if I'm talking purely from a mechanic standpoint, it still does, did not have the level of control that Grid does. The cars all control differently, but you feel confident as you're going around the track. Uh, I crashed a lot in Grid 1 and Grid 2, but it was always my fault. It, it, it was never, oh, well, the, the car feels too floaty or uh, I don't feel connected to the road. Or, none of that. I don't know what, what wizardry code masters is, was used for, for Grid 1 and 2, but it, it uh, just a phenomenal series of racing games. So uh, I'm going to be there day one. Ultimate edition or no? I know it's an additional $20 of your hard-earned cash. So, so. Yeah, I might do that. Now, yep. You know, I'm usually just buying the standard editions, but uh, yeah, it has it has like uh, three seasons of content. I guess there's a season pass uh, on there, plus some additional um, cars, including a Pontiac Firebird on there and a uh, Chevrolet Corvette on there. So, so something tells me that might be right up your alley on there. So it actually would be. So I might have to do that. If it's like the Firebird from Smokey and the Bandit, I'd be down. <laughs> but I doubt it. So. Um, cool. It's a... What was it? I, I think it's like a 68 or a 69 Firebird. I, I saw that article popped up in my uh, my news feed. So it, it's it's kind of in that, in that area. Late 60s, early 70s. Uh, old school muscle. Right on. And speaking of other car titles on here, and segue, ha ha ha, to another game from Bugbear Entertainment that I have been keeping my eye on for years. I actually own it on Steam. I've owned it on Steam for like four years because it was like an early access game that finally came out last year on Steam. But Wreckfest is coming out for Xbox One and PlayStation 4 on August 27th on there so there is a standard edition for $39.99 and a deluxe edition for $59.99 that will include access to season pass uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Wreckfest but 
basically this is a modern day version of the old Destruction Derby <laughs> um, titles on the PS1. This is the same uh, company that developed like the first couple of flat out games as well on there. So you're looking at very arcadey racing with a lot of uh, grinding and uh, destructible craziness in whatnot so i mean you're dealing with a lot of stuff and so you know we've been at least for me dangerous driving didn't like scratch that arcade racing itch so i'm looking for this possibly especially if you guys intending on playing or if any of you listeners are intending on buying it and be able to play this on console with you guys and do multiplayer on that any thoughts gentlemen yeah i'm into it i'm into it i'll be getting it 40 bucks. How about you, Des? Any uh, thought for buying a racing title? I know it's kind of out of the ordinary for you, I'm, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I usually don't buy too many racing titles, but, you know, 40 bucks is, you know, it's not a lot. Uh, they're not asking a lot, and if I'm able to race against you guys, you know, hey, it's no it's no wipeout, but, you know, hey, I'm definitely, hey. definitely down to try it. There is a uh, the bold Destruction Derby mode as well, so. There you go. <laughs> So I'll take a look at that and something if you guys are interested in, just let us know on there. Also, uh, there's some other games that got release dates, so we'll kind of, kind of talk about them. Uh, the new River City Ransom game, River City Girls, is coming out on September 5th on there. If you're not familiar with this particular title, um, basically WayForward is developing it. If you're not familiar with WayForward, they've done other games like Shantae, and other uh, notable 2D action games, but they did are working with Arc System Works to bring this out. It's coming out for Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. River City Girls stars Kyoto and Misato. Two street-tough high schoolers and must fight their way through six regions of the River City to rescue their kidnapped boyfriends on their uh, Kunio and Ricky got kidnapped on there, so... So they'll be able to utilize an arsenal of combos, counters, throws, special attacks on there, including interacting with some NPCs, including guest stars from past River City games, and shop for a variety of items on there. So, And the girls can even wield weapons and recruit defeated foes to join them in content. So it's a one-to-two-player local uh, playing game on there with 16-bit graphics on there, so it's going to retail for $30. There is also a physical version coming out from Limited Run Games, which will come out later on that. Uh, Kevin, any? I know you're the River City expert on this particular show, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Um, the last River City uh, or Kunio Kun game uh, that I picked up for 3DS really wasn't a whole lot of fun. I really wish they would bring um, River City Underground to consoles. It's it's still only on PC. That game that game is amazing. Uh, it was just and, just it was just on sale during the Steam sale for five bucks. I almost bought it. So yeah, yeah. Um, the from the description, it sounds like the combat's going to be pretty meaty. And I hope it is because uh, I love me some beat 'em up. So yeah, I'm down. Any thoughts, Mister Desmond? Yeah, Something I mean, that... I I haven't played a a game like that in a while, in a very long time. You know, and I know when, when 
when I think uh, Kevin was talking about uh, what was that DS game project something or another. Uh, you were talking about. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's called? It's I think the one might from be that, talking about the one on. Uh, was it the DS? 3D, the 3DS. 3DS. One. Yeah. Yeah. But it's anyway, the, it's ahead, Project X Zone, I think. Yeah, I think that was that one, right? That's like an RPG, though. Oh, it's not a beat 'em up. I thought it was. Yeah, it's like a it's like a very simple tactics RPG. Oh, okay. Well, but it, it does have little button presses that you can kind of act like combos, but it's not really a beat 'em up. Okay. Well, all I know is I haven't played a really good beat 'em up in a while i know that streets of rage is coming back too just not to change the subject but but i was oh no it's in it's in the same genre yeah, man. It's so all... that's what i was thinking about possibly you know this might be a, a good way for me to kind of get back into it you know because i haven't played any of those games in a very very long time so so yeah i think it's something i think it's something definitely worth uh worth checking out and it's probably not going to be that much anyway so yes yeah, has 30 bucks retail so yeah it'll probably go down cheaper than that at some point yeah, I might be checking out the physical version too. So if I'm interested. So it just depends. Sometimes limited run games they don't release their games timely, and it's like sometimes I don't want to wait, you know, months to get the physical version. But it just depends. So all right, and the next game we're going to talk about is a game that was announced, uh, I believe, at E3 for by Devolver Digital. But uh, um, Metal Wolf Chaos XD is going to be launching on August the sixth, right after my birthday. On their pre-orders will also include an exclusive mech suit skin. Now, if you're not familiar with Metal Wolf Chaos, this is a game that originally came out for the original Xbox. It's a From Software game on there. And uh, the game never was released in the U.S. because of the fact that you play as President Michael Wilson. You play a... uh, Acting president, he defends the nation against a full-scale rebellion led by the vice president, Richard Hawk, in the mechanized legions he commands on there. So as the 47th president of the United States, it's your sworn duty to take your country back by any means necessary and in this coup d'etat on there. So so you're going to take your advanced mech arm to the teeth. You're going to work your way from San Francisco all the way back over to the White House and take charge on that's what this game is all about so i wanted to play this game so bad back in the day yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm all about this one yeah i i went and pre-ordered with a quickness as i saw they're releasing a physical copy exclusive to gamestop of course but <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it sounds cool if you want to play the game kevin guess what that's somewhere in the in the lab and in, in the game Den. I do own a copy of this game. I wound up purchasing it on NeoGAF for a little bit over a hundred dollars. But <laughs> are you serious? Now it's, worth, it's now it's worth up to almost three hundred dollars as far as a physical mm-hmm. copy. So I, I will take my investment kindly. So I can't be mad at you, bro. I have played it. I have played it. It is playable on a uh, US Xbox. But yeah, I saw saw someone was selling it on the. Buy sell trade thread on NeoGAF, and I, I bought, bought that thing up quickly. So, that's, so that's that's why I'm interested in checking out the reboot on there. But for those of you out there, it's going to be on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. On that, so. All right, and next news story is more Iceborne news, Monster Hunter World Iceborne. So, um. In Game Informer magazine, they revealed that Berioth will be a huntable monster 
in Monster Hunter World Iceborne on there. So, so I don't know if you're familiar with the Berioth, but Berioth was a, a tough SOB from the previous ice stages of other Monster Hunter titles. And so uh, it's a saber-toothed tiger-looking <laughs> dragon type on there. So, And I guess they had... Uh, some exclusive coverage on Game Informer uh, online, in, including a piece about a Berioth Bambara, which is the moose-looking monster turf war gameplay uh, video that they had available on GameInformer.com. So, so definitely check that out. You know, we're just we're just waiting for the Kezu to come out of, out of the woodwork. We'll see. Maybe San Diego Comic Con will have Scary. that little ice sucker out there. I can imagine like a big Capcom booth with a Kezu with sitting there. Making all these sucking noises. <laughs> it's it's like uh, Kevin. If you haven't encountered the uh, Kezu, it's like a big giant snow leech with wings. So, <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes, it is. It's and it releases these little babies that basically look like giant white snow leeches <laughs> as well. So yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> it is pretty gross. <laughs> And back in the day, that was one of the main monsters where we're just like, you know, just losing our minds trying to strategize against him. So he was a pain to fight. He was a pain to fight. So now next news story kind of caught my eye. There was a lot of news during um, Anime Expo that just happened over the 4th of July weekend on there. But uh, Bando Namkai has announced a new online action RPG. It's coming out for PC. It's a... being developed by an internal studio that they kind of got together on there between uh, Bandai Namco Online and Bandai Namco Studios. And just looking at the art style and the direction of this game, it just looks crazy. It's an action RPG. It's called Blue Protocol on there. And it's set in a world spun by overwhelming graphics along the lines of anime movies on there. So there is multiplayer action uh looks like there's a lot of influence from breath of the wild looking on that so and it's meant to be a multiplayer game there is a beta that's out for japanese residents of course which i am not a resident of japan so i'm kind of sad but we'll have to wait uh to see more information about this game at a later point in time right now it's only for pc but we'll have to see if it comes out console wide as well so i just thought it just looked pretty as I'll get out and kind of excited for it. So, bigger dimension on there. Any thoughts, you guys? Um, see if it makes it out on console, right? Yeah, probably so. I, 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 I can't see. Can't, I can't see me playing this on PC. It's. I really don't want to have text boxes popping up all over my screen. I don't know if it's that type of game, but. Uh, uh, we don't know yet. We don't yeah. know yet. So, I don't want to see. It's not, Rach, it's not racial a, slurs popping up in my text box all day. I was just <laughs> trying to play this game on a PC. Like, yeah. What game and is this again? Uh, it's called Blue Protocol. Blue there. Protocol. So I, and I'm not sure. I don't think you know. This is not the type of game you're going to see racial epithets like thrown left and right, Kevin. So. Well, sure, you sure did uh, see them in, what was that other one that they carried? Um, uh, oh, it's that one that we thought was so pretty looking. Uh, on Are you Xbox. talking about 
on Xbox? Yeah, it's Xbox exclusive. I think it's coming to PlayStation later this year. Black Desert online? Black Desert, yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's like a big old text box that pops up, and it's just flowing with nonsense. <laughs> okay. We'll have to take it to the last common denominator. But last but not least, my last news story kind of circles back to uh, to your what you've been playing, Kevin. Uh, Sega has announced they are bringing out in the West a Fist of the North Star mobile game. So it's going to be available for both iPhone and Android. Uh, Fist of the North Star Legends Revive will be out on there. So it is um, different. The Nats, much like Marvel Strike Force, you'll tap your way to victory while exploring an original story. It's eventually, essentially a Fist of the North Star. It basically includes a narrative of the game, all wrapped in an exclusive mobile release that sports flashy graphics and a familiar brawler gameplay loop on there. So it's free to play, but obviously there is monetization to it. It's going to have the largest playable character roster of any Fist of the North Star game ever on there and you can unleash your character's deadly secret technique with just a single finger <laughs> imagine that <laughs> Ooh, ooh. so you know i don't usually play mobile games but you know if this is something to where i don't have to lay out a lot of cash <laughs> i'm thinking about it i don't know you could pre-register right now on the google play store and on the app store uh, apple app store if need be, I just was kind of curious of your thoughts, Kevin, <laughs> about I, game. I haven't even seen that, and I'm saying, hell no. Nope. <laughs> well, you want to tap a tap tap? No. You tap tap tap? I don't want to tap a tap tap. It's, oh, you want to upgrade your ability here? Well, just a simple dollar fifty. You can do that now. But if you pre register, you can earn a few rewards on there, so. You're out of control. Be the, be the first to register your credit card. <laughs> and here, I thought this was going to bridge the gap to you to play mobile games now, Kevin. Oh, no, that, that's not happening. That's not. Well, you know what? I, 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 I'm lying because I did play um, uh, game. De- was it a game developer and Hot Springs? Uh, there were these mobile games by I can't remember the name of that studio, but they had everyone's got this uh, like this super deformed artsy look to them. It's uh, uh, game dev story. Eight, yeah. Game dev story. Game. Yeah, yeah, I did play that. That's the only one I played. It's the only one I played, and I think I tried um, that that epic one where it was the swords. I, I downloaded the demo where you had the. Oh, you talk about Fight. the one that was on uh, Apple devices? Maybe? Yeah, years ago. Yeah, sword. It was sword something. Swipe left to slash. Swipe right to slash. Then you beat somebody. You get that sword, and you use that sword to beat the next one. It was yeah, I forgot the name of that game. It's been a long time since that game yeah. came out. So <laughs> long yeah. time. Uh, I've tried Puzzles and Dragons and Monster Strike. That's my like foray into mobile gaming. On there, both of them kind of, you know, fell flat. And, oh, yeah, and Pokemon, uh, I think it's Pokemon Shuffle, I think it was. So, You didn't play Go? I did not play Go. Yeah, no, to me, Go is just like, okay, if I want to catch Pokemon, I will play. <laughs> no Go for me. 
no go for me. Yes. I tried playing it one time and while my ex-wife was shopping at a Kmart and I was internally stuck in uh, shopping hell and I wound up trying to go catch a Pokemon at uh, Cool Hand Luke's while she was at Kmart. So. <laughs> Sad. There, there was, a, there was a, a Pokemon Go gym at the Cool Hand Luke Steakhouse, you know. So. Sad. <laughs> like I was going to walk in and start, you know, aiming my phone out in the bar or something, trying to catch a jigglypuff or some <laughs> That's a negative, good buddy. I, I was I was trying to hunt Pokemon in the Kmart, but obviously I, I guess no Pikachu wants to hang out at the Kmart. You know, so. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing those news nuggets with us, Joe. Yes, it's the summer, so there are definitely some nuggets in there. Some nuggets, yeah. <laughs> some summer nuggets. Yes. <laughs> Not McDonald's, mm-hmm. <laughs> preferably Chick Fil A. All right. Like, more like something you would scoop out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Contact. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail dot com. Uh, if you have any comments, if you heard something you want to share your opinions with with regard to this wonderful hobby of video games, be sure to send your email to your 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 email to that email address again. That is gamingvessels at gmail dot com. Uh, social medias I can be reached at shonuff seventy one on Twitter. That's S H O N U double F the number seventy one. PlayStation, I am uh, Shonuff7, same spelling, the number 7. Xbox, I am Shonuff071, same spelling with the number 071 at the end. And on Steam, I am Shonuff71. Dez, where can the folks find you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at TheNemo6, that's T-H-E-N-E-M-O-S-I-X. You can also find me on PlayStation um, uh, as as a Nemo Tigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. Joe? Uh, You can reach me, Twitter, J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L, Joe Fongul. Uh, PSN, Nintendo Network, and Steam. I'm known by the username Communigara, K-A-M. U-N-A-G-A-R-A and then on Xbox Live if you catch me playing Monster Hunter or some Gears of War or something like that uh, I am under the username Mr. Fongul capital M-R capital F-O-N G-U-L on that so also if you want to I mean I might be on Xbox this is uh, Desmond I might be on Xbox as a Nemo Tigger as well N-E-M-O-T-G T-G-G-R so yeah I might be on there. Who knows? <laughs> do, you have, do you have a Games Pass still, or did you let it lapse? It's lapsed. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Gone. Okay. Right. I don't know if you were going to sign up for that magical deal that the Pixie Dust deal. I just let it through. go. I was like, me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, all right, folks. Uh, that bring brings another episode of Gaming Vessels to a close. We thank you for hanging in there with us, and chopping it up with us on our favorite hobby of video games I am Shonuff71 that is Des the Bay Area Terror and of course we've got our newsman Trader Joe aka the Food Max of Gaming who will maximize your gaming dollar and we'll be back next time peace see ya
Bye.